I hope you enjoyed last week's episode on healthy friendships. If you missed it, please go back and listen to episode 47. Today, I am answering your questions. So let's jump right in. The first question is, how do you maintain hope in seemingly hopeless situations? The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. It is really hard to wait for something you want or hope for a situation to change because the waiting and the hoping can lead to feelings of desperation and despair, especially if the turnaround doesn't happen for you quickly or easily. You know, you wonder, will it ever happen for me? When will it happen? How is it going to happen? And why hasn't it happened yet? Now, please hear me when I say this. Hope is for darkness. You don't need hope when things are going well or when you have what you want. You don't need hope for what you see, what you already have, or what you can make happen on your own. You need hope for what you can't see, what you don't have, and what you can't make happen. Hope works best in dark, mysterious, and unknown places. Hope is typically for something that hasn't happened yet, that is yet to come. Hope is always futuristic. The Bible says three things will last forever. Faith, love, and hope. But you have to identify what your hope is rooted in. If your hope is in people, they will disappoint you, guaranteed. If your hope is in your ability to fix everything, you're placing a huge and an unrealistic burden on yourself. If your hope is in things, things get destroyed, they get lost, they get broken, and they get stolen. But if your hope is in Christ, you have a foundation that is strong, unshakable, and unchanging. You know, when you place a seed in the ground, you know from knowledge and experience that nothing happens for a while. Things sort of go dark for a, a bit, but you still expect something to come out of the ground at harvest time because the last time you did it, the process worked. So now you have faith that the process will work again. Even if it is a different seed you're planting this time, you are still expecting a harvest because you know the process works. Just because you can't see or trace God doesn't mean he's not there. Just because a situation looks hopeless or impossible doesn't mean there isn't any hope. Faith, the Bible says, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Basically, you're believing for what you can't yet see. You already know God is faithful because he's come through for you before, and your past experience with him supports that belief. The Bible says grass withers, flowers fade, but God's word remains, and it accomplishes what it was purposed or sent to do. You can trust God, and you can trust his word. He's already proven that to you. He who promised is faithful. Remember something you believed God for or you wanted that you received or that you have right now. You may be living in or driving or operating in something you prayed for. That should give you hope that God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, will help you in your current circumstance. You may have a different problem. You may have a different circumstance, but he is the same God. 
Anchor your hope in God and in his ability to see you through. Furthermore, Christ in you is the hope of glory. So you are never without hope as long as you have a relationship with him. And as long as you're breathing, nothing is hopeless. Tomorrow is another day, another chance, another opportunity for your situation to turn around, for God to intervene, for your miracle to happen. As long as you are facing a tomorrow, you will always have hope. You know, there's a scripture that tells us to cling to what is good, and another that says we overcome evil with good. Another way to maintain hope is to find one good thing, even if you have to reach for it and hold on to that one thing until you come out on the other side of your situation. You also maintain hope by remembering that life is cyclical. Seed time, harvest, night, day, seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall. Darkness eventually gives way to dawn. The sun will inevitably shine again. Flowers will bloom again. Life won't always be this hard or this devastating. One day, you will remember that loved one with a smile. You will cry one less tear. Now, here are a few more practical ways you can have hope and maintain hope if you're currently in a storm. First, shift your perspective. Remember, you have a 100% previous track record of getting through bad days. 100%. You have survived every struggle, every difficulty, and every bad day you have had. And you are still here to talk about it. So let your personal history with struggle encourage you that you will make it through this storm also. Perspective is everything. You know, I hate to fly in airplanes because I don't like heights or turbulence. So whenever we have, you know, turbulence on a flight, which is often, I often, I'll say, you know, we, we had a bad flight. So one day my husband turned to me and said, the only bad flight is the one that doesn't land. And the thing I learned about turbulence is it doesn't affect the comfort of the ride when you rise high enough above it. But airplanes have to go really high in the air, something like, you know, 30,000 feet high in order for that to happen. So I said that to say, rise above your situation, elevate your mind, read the Bible for hope, read some books for hope, pray for hope, find some people to encourage you to have hope, go after hope, fight for it aggressively. Go high in your mind and high in your spirit until you rise above whatever it is you're going through and until it doesn't shake you or make you feel like you're going to crash and burn. The Bible says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That means you not only have hope in Christ, but Christ in you gives you the power and the ability to get through, to overcome, and to rise above any situation you are facing. Okay, next thing, shift your focus. I always say life is 10% what happens to you and 90% what you do with what happens, how you react to what happens. Don't focus on how bad what you're going through is. Focus instead on the lesson and what you're going to do differently next time or what you need to do to get out of the, of the situation 
this time. Don't ask why is this happening to me or why now or why this? Those questions take you down a road of despair and hopelessness and they lead you to a dead end. Ask instead, what is the lesson? How can I apply the lesson? The answers to those questions will lead you to hope. You know, in school, when you pass the test for one lesson, you move on to the next lesson. But when you fail the test, you have to take it again. So get the lesson from the hardships that you experience in life and pass the test. Because if you don't, you will likely experience that same situation again and again, and your life could end up being one big groundhog day. All right. I would also tell you to keep going even when it hurts. I always say forward is the only way out. Forward is the only way out. So keep moving toward your future. That is where hope is, in your future. Keep your focus on the future that you can change. Don't rehearse and get stuck in a past that you can't change. You know, there's an expression, you can't drive forward looking in your rear view mirror. Martin Luther King says something like, if you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. Okay. I would also say don't make permanent decisions in temporary situations. You know, don't make plans or move or react out of desperation because it is possible to get out of the frying pan and get into the fire. No matter how bad your situation is, always remember it can get worse. All right, you need to then find every scripture that pertains to your situation and rehearse those scriptures. Read them to yourself every day to get yourself through. If, for example, you need healing, find every healing scripture you can. If there's an instruction within that scripture for you to get the healing promise, make sure you do your part to get what God promises in his word. God's word is full of hope, for you and for your situation. There's a scripture that says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Okay, you need to also watch how you talk to yourself and how you talk to others about your situation. Self-talk matters. And if you aren't careful, you can talk yourself out of having any hope at all. You cannot say things like, this will never work. I'm never coming out of this. It's an impossible situation and expect to have any hope to get through. Henry Ford says, whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. Focus on what you can do in the situation rather than what you have no control over. Even if what you can do is something small, do what you can because it helps to lift the fog so you can start to see clearly again and find your way out. And it makes you feel empowered that your situation is, is not completely hopeless. Okay. I would say also, and the last thing I, I'll say is trust God. There's an expression that you've tried everything else. Now try Jesus. One thing I've learned about God is he doesn't waste anything. Not one experience, interaction, relationship, or moment in your life will be wasted. 
I see God as like a master chess player, and we are the pieces. He sees the plays before they're made, and he moves us, sometimes against our will. But remember, the goal in chess is to win. You will win. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But if you keep moving forward, get the lesson, and trust God through it, you will win. You know, the Bible says God knows the path to your victory. Let him make the plays and let him make the move. The Bible says his word is a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. His word will show us the way we are to go, how we should handle situations and people and how to endure and survive hardship, struggle, lean times and difficulties in our lives. And the last thing I want to share with you is something that I, I wrote many years ago that relates to this topic. God is good, period. He is not good in good times, but not in bad times, or good to this person, but not to that person, or good in this situation, but not in another situation. God is not schizophrenic. He is good all the time because he does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is light, and there is no darkness in him. Once you settle that, you can go through any trial, knowing that God is not mad at you or trying to get you for something. So every time life throws you a curveball, let your first response be, God is good. Establish that. Hold on to that. And I promise you, that knowledge alone, that perspective alone, that truth alone will change your perspective, your focus, and it'll help you overcome any adversity. That is all I have for today. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And remember, if you have any questions you want me to answer on future Q&A episodes, please comment on any of the platforms you are listening from. You can message me via the Try Again with Monique Facebook page or leave a voice message at speakpipe.com slash try again. Speakpipe.com slash try again. Bye for now.